The wife, on the other hand, she, she's a different story. She's she's not ready for them to for them to go. But I'm, I, I yeah, I'm, I, I've got plans for that room now. It's like, yeah, you know, you can you can leave. You need to start doing woodworking in their room whenever they leave, just to just to assert dominance. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, you just reply with, huh, uh, 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 uh. Dad, when did we get this table saw in our room? <laughs> Your room. Oh, right, right. <laughs> my bad. Are you still what? sleeping in my workshop? I set a cot up for you in the garage. Hey, this is Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 58, recorded April 22nd, 2017. In this episode, we talk about what happens when inmates get a hold of the PC. Some new things coming to Laravel 5.5, Unicode characters, still a problem in URLs, and a lot of lot more. So, let's get started. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Eric. How's it going? Good afternoon. <laughs> Did you realize that 58 oh. is the lowest PGA score ever shot uh, on record? And 58 is our episode today. Episode 58 of PHP Ugly is happening <sighs> with myself, Eric Van Johnson, and my buddy Thomas Rideout. Welcome, everybody. We're here to embrace you. I apologize for the sports trivia. I have no control over him. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to do a thing here, and I feel like it's working. I like having just the random, random facts about numbers. It's just, it's always sports because sports is just one of those easy things to to associate with numbers. So. No John today, Thomas. Just you and I. I know. He's got his hands full of vomiting children, so... Vomiting children, yes. Yes, he's just, in general, a bad parent. Clearly a bad yeah. parent, because he has yeah, sick children. That's the, that's one of the things. It's like, when you have kids, and your kids are sick, all you think about is, everybody thinks I'm a bad parent. I'm a, I am a bad... I'm a bad parent. My kid is sick. I can't, I can't keep a healthy child. What is wrong with me? That's not how I feel. No, you don't. You don't feel that way. No, no. I tell them. I tell them they probably did something to deserve it. <laughs> I say, think back about what you did last week. Did you do something that you probably deserve getting sick for? Did you kiss or lick anything? Think, <laughs> think thoroughly here. Well, no. I know they do that. They they lick everything in the house. It's amazing. How have you been? You you had somewhat of a national holiday this uh, this week, didn't you? Uh no, my kids did. My kids had the day off for uh four twenty. Didn't have yeah. school for four twenty. I still had to work. Uh, yeah, I guess they have a little bit of a hi- ha- have a little bit of history with uh, that in that state. Huh? Yeah, a lot of a lot of Colorado schools uh, for some reason <laughs> in honor and in respect for the Columbine respect for shooting. Yeah, so they they took uh, the day off and. I, I got to relax later in the night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of a, in respect and in memory of sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, that was that was not even a, a blip on my week. What a, a nightmarish week it has been. Oh, do it, share. Nightmarish. That doesn't oh my sound God. good. Yeah. I, I would I would normally save this thing for doom and gloom at the end. But but this is the introductory part and and boy it's been absolutely thrilling um so i told you i told you and john a while back that my card got skimmed uh yeah you mentioned it um so chase uh finished their review process and decided that because it was a chip and pin terminal that it couldn't possibly have been an illegitimate purchase because (laughs) i had told them i still had my card so they canceled the credit for four hundred and twenty-four dollars to my account. Holy smokes! Um, was, was it purchased somewhere locally, like somewhere nearby where you live? About about five minutes from where I live. Which oh, really? Is very oh, wow. fortunate for me. So the the letter they sent me said, "We've thoroughly researched your dispute and wanted to thank you for pri- providing your information. We've decided the account transactions you reported were correct." So they, they basically they said, yeah, we did our research, and 
it seems like you did buy a vanilla Visa card for $430 and you're just trying to get away with something because it's ship and pin. So I ended up calling them. I got their credit fraud support line and they, the first thing they say is it's impossible to clone the chip. Well, that's, that's not true. We know that. Right. So, so immediately I go ballistic. I, I grab my tinfoil hat off the shelf, put it on, and start unloading on this poor person about the research documentation from 2010 showing how the SIM card is easily compromised, the 2012 documentation on pattern repetition within SIM card transactions, and I just I rip into the guy. Um, you know, eloquently, not viciously. Uh, and their, their response is, well, we can reopen an investigation and it'll move to our second line, uh, guys. And I said, well, that's funny though, because your report to me was that you had thoroughly researched the dispute. So did you actually do that? Or is that just what the paper says that you send to every one of your customers when you decline them? And they said, well, yeah, no, it's, we just look at the transaction record. I said, you understand that the transaction record doesn't show whether or not it was a chip and pin transaction. It just shows that it was a chip and pin terminal. She goes, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> so, yeah, you should know that before telling people they can't have their own money. So I ended up going to Target. The next morning, I went to Target and spoke with the security manager there and said, yeah, here's my amount of my transaction or amount of the transaction. And she pulls a photo out of a binder and says, do you know this guy? I say, nope. She says, well, that's the guy that stole your credit card. Clear as day, here. clear as day picture. It took her two minutes to pull up the specific transaction, what was purchased, who purchased it, and got a picture of him looking at the camera. <laughs> and I said, okay, so this took you two minutes. Did, it, did Chase ever contact you in their research? Oh, no, they didn't. No, never did. It's like, okay, so their idea of thorough research is the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Just a nightmare. So now I've got to fax them all this information. I had to spend an hour filing a police report, giving them all the information. It, I have to go through this whole thing again. And, and this all stems from the fact that it's it's a chip card, right? That right. Now the credit the the the, the financial institutions have basically thrown their hands up in the air and said, okay, we've decided that you can't illegally use these cards anymore. So here, now you have to prove to us something's wrong. When some, somebody steals from you, you have to actually show us that somebody's stolen from you. Right. You have to provide evidence that would incriminate you if you had performed the transaction yourself. It, the, the chip and pin security is not there to protect them. It's to to, or not, it's not there to protect you, the consumer. It's there to protect the bank. Right. And and it's already known to be horrendously flawed, but they don't acknowledge that it's flawed in any way. So they just put right. blame on the customer first. And the amazing part is that they don't even know that it's a chip and pin transaction because all they know mm -hmm. is that the card that I have is chip and pin capable and the card reader that was used is chip and pin capable. So they just say chip and pin transaction. The woman who ran security at Target told me, oh, yeah, if you insert the card and pull it out three times, it it falls over to magnetic stripe reading. Hmm. Three times. That's what it takes. You just go click, 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 and then, oh, chip's not working. Let's do mag stripe instead. Mm -hmm. So all security is defeated by inserting the card and removing it. Uh, Mind-blowing. And and beyond that, there's a, there's a device called a mag spoof, which can remove the the little signature that says that this is a chip and pin card so you never mm -hmm. even have to you never even have to have the chip in there at all hmm. because it's just it's just a flag on the mag stripe that says chip and pin card so when you swipe it the, the terminal says oh chip and pin card you have to insert this if that flag is missing the card is still valid it still works just fine as a mag stripe that's interesting I, you know i'm tempted to try that 3 insert theory i'd like to see if that were because it makes sense if you think about it from a, from a technical perspective it's a fallback right i mean 
the financial institutions want you to use that card for the transaction. So they want to make sure that, you know, you've taken your car to the beach and you've gotten sand on it and now the chip doesn't work, whatever. They want right. to make sure that they give you every opportunity to use the card. That's why previously, and I assume it's still something that they can do, when your mag reader wasn't reading, your mag strip wasn't reading, they would manually put the card in. Yeah. I mean, is that that's still something that they do, I assume. Well, I, I know that BevMo still has the carbon copy machine underneath all their registers. So if their credit card machine yeah. is down at BevMo, they'll still they'll go <clears throat> and save your card on a carbon copy print. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I see this... I wonder how long this is going to go on for. It's funny you should mention that because I just actually got a replacement card in the mail today. And, you know, it has a chip on it. And uh, the one that it's replacing had a chip on it. The one, one thing weird about this one is if you look at it, there's no number on the front. Huh. Uh, the the account number is on the card. It's actually on the back. But it's not embossed on. In the card, on. it's... No. In the, in the card itself, it's physically heavy. Like, it's it's noticeably heavier than my other cards. Hmm. I don't know if this has uh, a near-field uh, NFC chip in it or what's going on, but there there is something different about this card with the chip than any of my other cards in my wallet. There's This one is heavier. It seems like it might be a little thicker, but it doesn't bend. Like, it doesn't bend at all. Hmm. Um, there's no bend to it. And like I said, the, the the number the number itself is is not on on the front of the card, so that's I don't know. Yeah, so if you've got chip and pin out there, and you tell them that your card got uh, compromised in some way, then uh, you should also tell them that you don't have the card anymore. You don't know where it is. It got lost or it got stolen out of your wallet, uh, because otherwise they will absolutely deny your claim. Uh, and, and and they they have to replace it anyways. I mean, even right. if you do have it on you, it's been compromised, so they're going to replace it. Right. So yeah, you just tell them it's not in your wallet anymore. Yeah, tell them you don't know where if, it is. It must have gotten stolen. Um, because yeah. all you have to lose is all your money. Uh, also, <laughs> don't use gas station pumps anymore. Just go inside, prepay for an amount with your card. Don't use the pump outside. Is that where you think yours got skimmed? I know exactly where it got skimmed. Bad part of town, shady-looking gas station. I was in a hurry with kids screaming in the back of the car and didn't do my due diligence. Hmm. Uh, but I'm 100% sure that that's where it got it got taken. Hmm. And they moved, they moved fast. I mean, they they know how to defeat the chip and pin system. And uh, the, the woman, the security manager at Target, was telling me that they've taken $7,000 a week from one card alone in the past. That these people are moving fast and hard and that it's really a problem in the area, which, you know, of course it is because you ask the bank to resolve the issue and they say, no, sorry, go away. They're not trying to catch these people. They're trying to recoup funds for themselves. That's all they care about. I'm sorry that happened to you. And then I pay taxes on Monday. And then you pay taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Taxes was hurt. They were hurting this year. I tell you. I had to take a, a 401k loan to pay mine this year. Well, which, you have a full-time job, though. You don't just get them take – it just doesn't come out of your paycheck? Ah, uh, they screwed up my wife's paycheck. Oh. Um, yeah. This is this is the time of year where consultants kind of really see how well they're able to project out their income because you have to you have to pick up the slack on because uh, when when you don't when you don't have that paycheck that a company takes out the taxes for you, you have to pay these quarterly taxes based on your projected income. So the idea right. is you project your income for the year and then you pay quarterly, you know, how much you need to pay. And it's never it's never pleasant, but yeah, this year it, it it's a good problem to have for for us because it meant the business did well, did better than we had anticipated. But at the end of the year, when we did our company taxes, it's like, ouch, yeah, ouch, yeah. So, but I found out uh, that my wife finds it very attractive when I do adult things like actually pay my taxes instead of close my eyes and wish they went away. Bury your head in the sand. Yeah. yeah, no. When I when I uh, paid my taxes, she became very amorous. 
Yeah, here you go. Yeah. You got something out of it, you know? That's nice. <laughs> so I, you might notice I have a little better internet connection. I'm back in San Diego for for the weekend. I'm heading back out to Arizona on Sunday. Um, still, still helping with the family. Um, I had some interesting experiences. Uh, I've been in Arizona for a couple weeks. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit in the past. I don't know how much we've like told the listeners and you know, I don't really need to go that much into it, but I mean, for anybody interested, my father has dementia and he takes a lot of supervision to constant supervision to manage. I mean, it's, it's like a full-time job. Typically, that full-time job falls on the shoulders of my sister, who lives with my father and mother, and her father and mother, and uh, and my mother. So between my sister and my mother, they care for my dad. We have nurses that come in to give him baths and to check on his well-being. But for the most part, it's my sister and mother. And, I mean, it's everything you hear about with people with dementia. They forget where they're at. They forget who people are. Matter of fact, I had... An unpleasant thing for the first time. My sister had experienced this already, but the, for the first time, my dad had kind of acknowledged that he didn't know who I was. Mm. And uh, I'm like, ouch. <laughs> and he, he did it in, in a very, I mean, he, you know, he's confused. He's always confused. And we're at his house and his question was very simple. He asked me if I knew how long Eric, which is my name, how long Eric had owned this house. And I'm like, dad, I'm Eric. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, but, but I mean, it, it was See, to be expected. Now, before, before the dementia, did he have a good sense of humor? <laughs> Cause I, I tell you uh, yeah. what, if I got diagnosed with dementia, I would be fucking with everybody. That's, uh, I don't even need, I don't, I, I already just play, I don't even have to get diagnosed with dementia. I, I'm planning on like around age 60, 62. I'm just going to start just, acting like I have dementia. Uh, just to mess just, with people. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! <laughs> so, so anyways, the whole reason I was in Arizona is because my mother had an accident and she's been in the hospital and my sister works. And so I went out there to help my sister with my father as well as visit my mother in the hospital and, you know, monitor her progress. She's had to go through some surgeries and stuff. She's doing much better now. She's in rehab. Um, She's still not home, which is why I'm going back out to Arizona. But uh, she's, she's coming along. And you drive out there too. You don't just, you don't just take a trip out. It's a a real drive. It's a drive. It's it's about a five hour drive, five to six hours, depending on, you know, how, how, uh, how quick I go. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of a it's, it's a little bit of a drive, and, and it's all desert, so it's not even like beautiful scenery. I mean, some people yeah. like the desert and think it's pretty, and it it, it is on occasion, mm. but it's still desert. Yeah. It's still desert, man. It's like four or five hours of driving in the desert. It's just nothing uh, that enjoyable about it. But I uh, so this trip out, I bought my dad or I bought the house a Chromecast because my dad doesn't he he has routines and one of the things he really enjoys is watching baseball you guys know me and baseball so i'm thinking this is still something we can share so i have a subscription to major league baseball i went and bought a a chromecast hooked it up to their television and i would play the previous day's games through the chromecast so my Ah. dad and i would sit there and watch multiple baseball games he really enjoyed it but it got me thinking about something because and it's a simple user experience thing now again keep in mind he has dementia so it's hard for him to understand certain things but the one thing that was really throwing him off was when we were watching um the games when mlb cuts to commercial um the the app doesn't show the commercial so it's sure. just those it goes screen. silent. Well, it, it has a Major League Baseball logo up there, and it just goes silent. There's no noise or anything. That was messing with my dad's head so much because he couldn't understand what was going on. He's like, why is this happening? What's going on? Is the game over? I'm like, no, Dad, it's, it's a commercial. It's a commercial break. And it says on it that it's a commercial break. Sure. But... It was like just one of those user experiences. And I know I, I'd actually messaged MLB for years about this. And I noticed this year 
on um, when you're watching a game on online, like through a web browser, they don't break. They don't go silent anymore. They have they show highlights or they show goofy things. Huh. So there's they've put fillers in there. But for some reason, when I Chromecast it to to the television, those uh, those highlights and all that stuff weren't there anymore. And it was just like one of these weird user experiences. Like I sat there for a second. I'm like, yeah, you know that is annoying. You're, you're absolutely right, Dad. I, I I agree with you. And and it just it messed with his head so hard. He's like, he's like, why is this broken? <laughs> like, no, Dad, it's, not, it's not broken. Yeah, so. you're you're already introducing a new enough piece of technology, and then it just goes yeah. quiet for five minutes. That's yeah, yeah that could be. Annoying. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm hoping my sister, because a Chromecast, I, I was bouncing back and forth, and I still might change my mind between the Chromecast and a Roku. And then, honestly, I went Chromecast because it was cheaper. But um, I'm hoping I can teach my sister how to use it, because it's beneficial uh, for her to throw a game on so Dad can watch it. But then she could use it as well as to watch movies and stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe... Uh, I can I can teach her. If not, I'm, I might end up buying them a Roku still. Roku's are okay. Nice. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot of uh, back uh, backstory. I guess that we did. I like it. Um, I got a question for you. Absolutely, fire I, away. I do have a question for you. This this, this comes uh, via a, a Twitter. Uh, somebody messaged me on Twitter a question, and I have an opinion about it. And I gave him my opinion about it. But I also told him I would ask uh, on the show. I, I wasn't sure if John was going to be joining us. I, I, I said I would ask the guys. But SEO companies, companies that specialize in quote-unquote SEO. Yes. Do you have an opinion on that? Never before have you seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than the SEO <laughs> industry. <laughs> I take it you don't you don't agree with it too much? I I agree with it. There's a clearly a need for it, but it is it is really the practical application of gaming the system. Yeah. And it creates so much crap to deal with. Um you know, it, it's important to know how to meta tag stuff, how to make your site accessible for uh the the handicapped services that Apple and Microsoft use. It's important to have alt tags on your images. Um, you know, that kind of stuff is important, but then you go past that and SEO people start saying, well, we've figured out the tags that you need that aren't exactly related to what you do, but they pertain to the market you're targeting. I, the SEO people can, can be absolutely the worst people. Now, there are some good ones out there. But there are so many that say, well, it's, we can get you up three ranks by putting a link to your page in our 500-site rotation of garbage <laughs> domain holdings. I, I remember when domain names were just, you know, if you, if you bought a domain name and squatted on it, you just put a price tag on it and said $200. That went away. Now squ squatted domain names are advertising cycles for SEO engines. They yeah. they use yep. them to right. uh, assholes. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what an asshole and does. That, that was that was kind of my opinion on, on the whole thing. Like, I, I've actually never been in a situation to to be a legitimate company and to be far enough along where you need that sort of specialized service to get you that extra tick of of traffic. It's you, real you money. Really, you, I mean, it's real yeah. big quantities of money being third instead of fourth. Right. I, I don't right. disagree but, with but that. But again, that 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 becomes a very niche market, right? Because everybody thinks they need SEO. It's like, oh yeah, I'm launching my site. No. I need SEO. It's like, no, you don't. You need to you need to see how you do on your own. And not you for what they cost basic, either. Right. For what, for what well, they you cost, do, you can spend there's some that basic money. Basic stuff out there. You can spend that money right back into your business and make the business better instead of more popular, which right. isn't a real metric. Right. And and that's the thing. It's like they don't do development for you. They don't really do anything for you. They kind of like they might put you in, in you know, one of their, like you said, one of their landing pages or something or 
They might give you some recommendations, but they don't do a whole lot for you. You want some deep, dark um, secret information? Absolutely. The whole thing's a big circle jerk. You think? I know. I worked for one. And here's yeah. what here's what happens. I worked for a guy, and one day, we were just shooting ideas back and forth, talking about future projects and stuff. And he said, hey, you know what? Let me ask uh, Bill about this. Pulls up Skype, clicks on Bill something, whatever. I'm trying to come up with a name that, that didn't immediately sound racist. <laughs> it's hard to come up with non-racist last names. Smith, Bill Smith. Uh, and they had a conversation about, hey, hey, we're doing this. And he starts spilling the beans about what I would have considered uh, secret information about our company. He starts saying, yeah, you know, the next year we're going to be doing this and this. We're going to be launching this. We're going to be launching this. Um, how do you guys how do you guys do with that stuff? And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember last year we launched this. This year we're going to be launching this whole new thing. Na-da-da-da-da. And after that phone call, I was like, who, who was that guy? He said, oh, that's that's this other company. I said, they're our competitors. He said, nah, not at this point anymore. So what do you what do you mean they're not your competitor anymore? They're a different company that does the same thing. He said, "Yeah, but we all do the same thing and we all share all our information. We have a meetup in Aspen every year and we all what? hang out. Dude, it is SEO. What's the purpose of that? They all share their money. It's a circle jerk. They they move customers from one of them to the next guy to the next guy. When a, when a customer finally says, "I'm sick of this version," of what you're providing, then that guy's burned, right? But they go to the next guy, and the next guy provides the exact same service, has the other guy on his Skype call list. They hang out weekly. They go to Aspen every year and hang out. That's You're not choosing between SEO companies. They're just letting you think that they're all different companies. They're not. I came, I came home from Arizona. It was Easter last week, Ooh, and I like got a fresh Ruland. bottle. Fresh bottle of Lagavulin. I'm, I'm just broke the seal right here on the show. You cracked that. Opening. I'm going to grab Fresh, myself look another uh, Lagunitas. Look at this. The seal seal's intact. Gonna, That's I love this. is my favorite part. Put it up to the mic. This first pop. Oh. I hit the mic. I hit the mic. It probably ruined it. Oh, man. I do love this stuff. Let's just pour a little bit. It's been a long day. Yeah. So these, these SEO guys, they all know each other. At the higher level, at the executive level, they're all friends, and none of them are the good guy. At best, you're going to find <laughs> lawful neutral among SEO people. Do you remember web rings? Web oh, yeah. That's, what, what you're telling me makes me think of web rings where you would link to somebody's site and somebody would link to your yeah. site and you would link to somebody else. It's, that was awesome. It's like that, but imagine if the mafia ran... Adult websites. I mean, stretch <laughs> stretch your mind as much as you can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we should probably start talking about some stories here. Oh yeah, say? should we do should we do news and stuff? Uh, we're gonna trim this. Know, we're gonna trim this, this down. Okay, I want I want to talk about the first one because I'm curious about about your intake on some. <clears throat> so, in the news. And we we go through we have our show weekly, so we kind of we kind of go through. We're always kind of plugged in, reading articles. This one came across my wire, and this one fascinates me. So this is going to sound weird, and I know this going into it, and I know I'm opening myself up to all sorts of jabs about it, but I'm like addicted to those uh, shows that show you life in prison like locked up and you know any of these like behind the bars sort of shows i'm with you 100 percent about the life of everyone is those guys are like the ultimate hackers man i love the fact that not only are they hacking through life to get things like food and weapons and just to survive but they're doing it in an atmosphere that is against them doing it like it's it's actively trying to stop them from these accommodations that they they managed to hack the their themselves 
always been fascinated about it, by it. Not not fascinated enough where I wanted to be a prisoner, but <laughs> it just amazes me. Yeah, to, to watch these shows and watch how they, they come up with these, you know, oh yeah, you know, everybody puts all their, their commissary together and we make burritos. It's like, what? What? You do what? Yeah. Or, or the weapons they come up to. One, one of the more interesting things I saw was at one prison, the prisoners figured out if they plunged out their toilets and took all the water out of, out of them, they could communicate to each other through the, through the plumbing. <laughs> and so they would empty out their toilets. And they'd have these conversations with other people in other places in the prison that maybe they didn't even know. And occasionally it would be the opposite sex because it was one of these prisons that had, or jails, I, I, I don't know the difference is, but they had males and females hosted in the same building. And so occasionally it would be a male to female conversation. And, and the, this is like what these guys live for, you know? Yeah. It's, it was amazing. So a news article comes across. And it's something that I had been brewing on in the back of my head for so long. It's, like, it's only a matter of time before this sort of thing happens. And what had happened were some inmates at a prison put together a PC, basically from all these spare parts that they, they had. And they, and they hacked together this PC, hit it up in the ceiling on the network that gave them access to the network. And they were using this PC. And the only reason they got caught is because the... um the the third party uh, security group uh, that they use in the prison changed, and a, a new company came in. And of course, you know they're they're doing their best. You know they're they're staying on top of everything, and and they saw this suspicious behavior. Mainly, they saw that uh, a certain security person was logging into the system when they weren't working, and they kind of put it all together. And that was great. I mean, they got caught, whatever. But the fact that the people in prison and they're getting more technically advanced. And I know I have thought to myself several times with drones being what they are now, with Pi Zeros being so powerful and so small, how are these things aren't just randomly being dropped in yards all over, all over yeah. prison yards in the U.S. for prisoners to pick up and, and, and leverage and start to use? Now, and, and what they pulled off this machine um, was pretty impressive, too. Uh, these oh they knew what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, these guys knew right? what they were doing. They, they, um, uh, vulnerability scanners, uh, password recovery hacking tools, port scanners. Now to bring it back to the PHP world, a copy of PHP BB was installed. So the bulletin board <laughs> system was installed. So clearly, these guys have good taste. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that was that was cool. Just we're we're getting we're getting prisoners who are technically savvy. Uh, a similar st story I saw on one of these shows is that, and again, this was in a, a, a prison that had males, females. That they figured out they had these terminals that prisoners could go to and send emails from, um, but it was very restricted. So they had certain people they can send emails to. Uh, emails only went out of the prison, so they couldn't they couldn't send emails back and forth to other prisoners. They could only send them out. But the prisoners figured out that if they if they created an email and just saved it as a draft, and then another prisoner logged in with that same login, they basically were exchanging correspondence sure. that way. So they. That's what these this this uh, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, prisoners did. I mean, all 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 strong relationships. You know, you you go to prison together. Um, they were in prison together, and so they had figured this out. And you know, it, it was such a simple hack. But it's like you you guys, you're never going to stop this. It's like you think you think you can, but you have to bury people in our ground to, to not. Have it so they take advantage of technology. They'll always take advantage well, of technology. Well, you know what I always say. So that that's the fast. You know what I always me. say about the most secure computer system is What's turned that? off in a locked room, not plugged yeah. in. But yeah. even in this case, yeah. you're you're talking about people in a prison found a locked room, built their own computer, turned it on, and put it in the network. So even the best security, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the absolute best security, will get defeated. How how long do you think it'll be? Uh, well, first thing, it blows me away that they catch prisoners with cell phones. They're catching prisoners with cell phones. How long do you think it's going to be before they actually catch a prisoner 
with like a pi or a pi zero and, and doing something malicious with it. With a pi zero, it would be, be so hard. I mean, a cell phone has some set dimensions to it. You, the smallest mm-hmm. cell phone you can make still has to function. It, it, it's going to be mm-hmm. four inches by two inches. At, at the smallest, it's going to be three inches by two inches. Uh, or by one inch, it's going to be thick. Um, Pi Zero, man, that thing came in a magazine. Like, yeah. it's yeah. you're going to be able to hide that anywhere. And like a lot of these prisoners have radios and televisions. You just put the Pi Zero in the <laughs> right. electronic device. This, nobody's going to be able to see that and say, "Oh yeah, that doesn't belong like, there." It's, it's not give happen. it a voice interface that doesn't acknowledge that it's a voice interface. So take something like Amazon's Echo and just have it not reply back to you. So you can give it voice commands and it'll it'll send the email or the SMS. It just won't reply or say anything to you. Until you're in a safe yeah. situation. You know, yeah. you don't even need a screen. Go headless. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was that was a cool story. I'm glad I'm glad you didn't think I was as weird as I felt I was for kind of liking that that whole subject. No, you know, matter. whenever I whenever I go to a bar, uh it's always five TVs with the same football game or whatever it's on. Mm-hmm. I always get one of the TVs and I have them put on uh cops or wackiest videos, or a prison life show, and every single time, that TV gets a crowd around it. Because <laughs> everyone loves watching that stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I enjoy watching it. I don't want to keep watching it from the outside. I no, don't ever no. want to be on the other side of that. <laughs> All right, so we've, we've big-time developers... One of the things we go through a lot is coming up with ways to manage reliable um, development environments. Uh, Vagrant became huge. It's huge. huge. It was the best. It was. They were the best. They were huge. Uh, Vagrant became really popular as far as creating these virtual machines to do development. Um, there's a real popular site out there that allows you to configure. Uh, these machines online called, it's called like P- Puppet with PHP. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's, uh, it's PHP, but the second P has Puppet in it, or the, the second P has P. It's Puppet, the second P has PHP, or one of the P's have PHP in it. I forget what, how it all goes. Anyways, it's a web interface. You click, 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 click. You configure how you want which favorite machine configured. You spin it up. Now, you still have a Vagrant machine. Myself, personally, I've been playing around more and more with Docker. And Docker is growing in popularity. A lot of tool sets have been growing around Docker, making it easier to manage, making it easier to spin up. Now, there's a, and it's in beta, and I haven't had an opportunity to try it myself. I should have before the show started, but I, I didn't get... There's uh, phpdocker.io, which is very much like the... P U P H P the puppet one. What? How do you how do you say puppet. the puppet one? How would how would you say? I the don't puppet say one? it. I think it's I think it's puppet. awful. I think the name is awful. Okay. So it is phpdocker.io is the exact same premise. You it's the online. You click you click it through what you want your uh, Docker image to be configured as. At the end of it, you have uh, a Docker. Uh, yeah, um, it's a, a Docker Compose file, I think, is what it creates for you. And then you can just do a Docker Compose build on it, Docker Compose up. So I thought that was real good. I, I'm really liking Docker. I think the tools are just about there. Um, it's, I, I like Docker and I, and I, I need to, I need to go back to it. I, I've gotten lazy. Uh, uh, I don't even use Vagrant right now for development. I've I've really gotten lazy, and I'm using uh, the Valet for development. But I understand that's very limited to. It's very specific to the fact that I'm on a Mac, and you know some other caveats to it. So I I, I want to get back to exploring Docker, and I was using Docker for a little while, and it had some some hiccups I was working through. Um, and I just got lazy, and I stopped following up on it, and I should do it. So phpdocker.io, if, if you're into PHP development, if you're into, into developing Docker images, check out phpdocker.io. 
I'm digging this. Nice little interface. Well done. Yeah, it looks pretty simple. Yeah. And just like I said, just the tool sets around Docker in general are getting better and better. Uh, Over the last few months, they just really have gotten... There's just some easy management behind it. Um, I hear everybody rave about Rancher, which is this uh, OS for Docker. And we have a client that had Rancher machines. I didn't see the benefit of it at the time. And, you know, we, we did some manipulating and, and ended up moving off of it. But since then, I've heard the name come up several times. Uh, TJ, uh, what's his name? TJ Miller. Um, he was just on North Meets South podcast. TJ Miller, the comedian. He's a big doc guy. It is TJ Miller. He's a great guy. Um, I, I was on the outskirts of a group at Laracon last year that he was a part of and he, he, he was a very knowledgeable guy. He's kind of quiet. Um, he reached out on me with, to me on Twitter. And we start, we struck up conversation and we're, we're pulling in, in on the show for Lara Chat Live. Um, but just a great guy, very approachable, very, I mean, very, very smart. I listened to him on his North Meet South podcast with, uh, those guys over there and, um, just a, a great guy. I mean, way more deeper. He dove deeper into Docker than I think. With with a casual sort of conversation behind it, uh, I, I've heard to date. So, um, I got to stop promoting other. You do, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna drive all of our listeners away. All six of them. So we're up. We're up. We're doing. I ordered good. fifty. I ordered fifty PHP Ugly stickers. I ordered fifty. I'm like, I don't think we have fifty. You know, people who care. To Absolutely, have a PHP we do. Sticker. And now, now I'm starting to think I didn't order enough. Because I need to send you some. I've already got people asking me for stickers. I'm like, I don't think I got enough stickers, man. I might have to order some. We more have stickers. 62 listeners, followers on SoundCloud. Yeah. Do we really? Your kitty is upset. My kitty, yeah, my kitty is uh, very upset. My wife is in the bathroom and he's not allowed in. <laughs> uh, let's. Let's. I got some general news stuff. We'll zip through this real quick. Uh, Laravel, Laravel 5.5 coming up, uh, add support mm-hmm. for custom error exception reporting. Uh, this is, this is nice. Uh, just nice place to send reports out, stuff like that. If you don't want to pay for services like bug snag, then you can sort of build your own with something like this. Uh, handy dandy, mm-hmm. uh, moving back on. Uh, we talked about our place. Last week, I saw this article. I'm like, I'm like you. You love this story, I do. man. This, this is no, I do love. I do love this story. Um, you know, last week we talked a lot about the technical elements behind it, and I was talking about how it was interesting mm-hmm. uh, socially to see what developed out of it, uh, and the different sort of factions and social behaviors that came from it. And so the the next part of their series about this project uh, discusses that specifically. Discusses the the interpersonal relationships behind the building of this thing. So I thought our listeners who enjoyed last week might enjoy this new article. Throw that up there. Put it on our uh, subreddit. Uh, New feature for Blackfire. This is actually last week's news, but uh, I just saw it this week. So Blackfire IO, which is a server-side debugger that communicates with a nice little Chrome or Firefox plugin, um, Really handy tool, and now it does a timeline graph as well as its profiling and debugging graphs. So you can see, uh, you can take a profile and view it over time of the request and see where in the request your slow parts are and really narrow it down to specifics. That Blackfire is such a cool tool. I, I I need to start using that again. It's not free anymore. It used to be free. It had during the beta, you could get it for free. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why I stopped using. Um, <laughs> the uh, stupid thing of the week. Sure. Uh, JS to PHP, new project on the <laughs> npm hub. Write it in JavaScript. Execute it as PHP. This is just dumb. So, so he the knows. Is, the guy is pretty honest. I mean, 
he he's basically said this, this is just a proof of concept. I, I did this just to just to see that it could be done. I think he did it just to piss off people. <laughs> but my favorite part of it is that every time I read it, it's it's J S T O P H P, which I always read as just stop. Just, just stop. stop. Just stop. <laughs> See, I, I thought it was going to be. I thought JS Top HP. No, I, I saw that. Had to include it. And boy, this. I think the, I think this is one of my favorite things this week. Which one? So PowerPoint is now Turing complete. Ugh. Why? Okay. I, <laughs> something about that just tickles me. It, it was it was a cute little presentation. Everybody was laughing pretty hard. Uh, uh, <laughs> the 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 link will be in the show notes, but I don't know what to really say about it. It was just like, uh, yeah. Right. So it turns out PowerPoint has just enough feature set to support creating a punch card driven universal machine that is powered completely by PowerPoint animations. <laughs> And can execute arbitrary code. <laughs> so, just when you thought PowerPoint was safe, I—I uh, I actually never thought PowerPoint. That makes was me safe. laugh so much. There, there's there's one card on here. I know you're just biting mm. me at that. Have you? Had, did you go to this URL that I pasted? No, I did not. It's it's HTTPS secure too. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you real quick. I know. Apple. No, you don't need to send it to me. I'm not yeah, clicking on it. I'm not clicking on anything you send me. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. XN dash dash eight zero AK six AA nine two E dot com. Yeah, it's a nice little exploit that Firefox at one point said was functioning as intended, and Chrome has said in their newer version it will block, but it basically allows spoofing of domain names so that you can be on Something that looks like Apple.com but isn't Apple.com, and and you're on Apple.com under HTTPS. Yeah, yeah. LS. So, you know. So where this comes in, and for anybody listening, if by chance you're listening and you don't see the point of this, imagine that it was Apple.com and it was an order form with you know you to put in your credit card information there'd be no way for you as a consumer looking at that in the browser to realize hey this is not really apple.com or this is not really a legitimate site secure site i mean it's crazy it could be your bank saying you need to reset your password or, or to give you your password to, to show you a login to your bank it's terrifying yeah I, I try not to if i get an email that i need to follow the link on i try not to click on the link i try to copy and paste and then manually enter it in some way verify that it isn't just going somewhere random that it's not saying yeah can you explain how this has happened Tom? yeah so I, I remember when this happened a while back when unicode was first brought in in uh you know, early 2000s, 99, uh, this was a common problem where you could take a bunch of Unicode characters that looked exactly the same as ASCII characters and spell out something and then get the domain name for it. So, you know, there are a bunch of A letters in the Unicode chart that look just like the ASCII A. You could register apple.com or microsoft.com um, now, if you paste the URL into uh, TextPad or something like that, then you'll see what it really is. You'll see all the characters and craziness. But because web browsers try to pre present things as nicely as possible, they'll do the translation in the location bar will basically just be lying to you. And, and that, 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 that's, the big, that's the big catch, right? It's, it's the fact that that, that URL bar in the browser that you type in doesn't doesn't show you the unicode character it just shows you what it yeah it you shows you the pretty picture. i mean you can put emojis in the in the url bar the url bar is not just a text input it is it is read by the browser and executed upon right yep so this yep. is yep big time user yep. this input is something right called there, punny friend. code 
because I mean, like I said, the Unicode stuff got fixed a long time ago, but this is a a new variation that just gives even more power to bad people. Don't I don't like <laughs> don't like the bad people. All right, we got one more story. You gonna talk about it? Was that you? That was this gloom? is this is my doom and gloom. You were so popular with the doom. It, it hasn't been. I mean, yeah, my, my doom and gloom one? started early in the podcast, so we're cutting cutting the end doom and gloom shorter. That's um, true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I kind of realized. I just read that again. And I realize why that's dooming. That's a huge that's issue. An issue. So, robots.txt, everyone uh, in web development knows it. It says to search engines, hey, don't go here. There's nothing here for you. Um, I've always recommended against using a robots.txt because the first thing a hacker is going to do is find out where your admin page is by looking at the robots.txt file. Um, it is not security, it mm-hmm. is not helpful, it does not do anything other than mask security vulnerabilities. Well, it's it's helpful. It, it It's helpful because it's telling us... It, it doesn't say don't go there, there's something there for you. It says, hey, don't index this section of my website for whatever reason. You just don't want it to be indexed. Like you said, a lot of times it's an admin section because you don't want that admin section to show up. But it's going to hide so problems. It, it, it serves serve a purpose, purpose, but I think it serves the purpose so poorly that it's not actually helpful. I think it does much more harm than good. Right. Ish, there needs to be a better solution. You're yeah. absolutely so, right. Yeah. Uh, well, archive.org, which you might know archives the internet, has just stated that they will not be uh, respecting robots.txt files anymore. They are going to archive. They're going to archive what they <laughs> want to archive, no matter what you tell them. Everything. They're going to archive everything they can get yep. to. So. Um, specifically, they specifically yeah, they yeah, said on U.S. government and military websites, which I found interesting. Interesting that they said that specifically. Um, yeah. That's where that's where they started it a few months ago, yeah. but now uh, they're going to cover everything that they everything they can find. They're going to save. So, I mean, it, it, if you're using robots.txt as a security measure, then uh, don't. And also check archive.org. Maybe there's a copy of your website's back end on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, I forgot what? to share something with you, Thomas. It's been such a busy week for me. I forgot to tell you something. Are you familiar with PHP Women? I played the fifth. Boy, I opened myself up. <laughs> that was way too long of a pause. I realized as I was sitting there waiting for a response, this is a mistake. I should just it's stop too it open right of now. a question. Uh, are you? Sp- you're speaking about a group called PHP Women. So, I am. I am speaking about the Purple Elephant uh, PHP Women dot org, who uh, kind of promote uh, diversity, promote. Um, you know, uh, getting less re- represented groups into PHP development and uh, recognize. Uh, it's called PHP Women, but they're pretty quick to say, you know, we, we're all inclusive. You don't have to be. Uh, it's not limited to women. And uh, I kind of got involved with them Uh-oh. over the past Like Bill week. O'Reilly um, level involved? or Yeah. You owe them money now? Why does everybody assume that of me? It's only a matter of time for they kick me out of their Slack channel. I, I realize so somebody's gonna like do a do an internet search and go, wait a minute, wait, this is the guy we're talking to. Now you and, and I Slack you and I both have daughters. And we're both very interested in we're both very interested in promoting women in tech. So I this is, yeah. This is true. Yes. We we actually We've we've gone to uh, Geek Girl events and have set up tables and have talked PHP. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely on our. Forefront. Unlike John, um, who opted to have boys the, only. Yeah, he's such I misogynist. Really couldn't right? believe him I mean, when he's... just you know whatever. I'm gonna have boys. Yeah, let's go. Let's go play catch. So selfish. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I got involved with the PHP Women Group because uh, there's a group here in San Diego that had reached out to us and said, you know, we'd like to set up some training for PHP. And I'm like, man, I remember PHP Women had this great uh, training um, program set up called PHP Bridge. And I went to PHP Bridge, and it was no longer there. I'm like, hey, shoot, 
that sucks. I was really hoping this would be here because I wanted to share it. So I reach out to PHP Women on Slack. I'm like, hey, you know, what's the status with PHP Bridge? And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of fallen to the wayside. Nobody's really maintaining it. We still have control over it. But so I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I'm like, hey, I'll do it oh for you. Oh, my God. So you've obligated <laughs> so yourself started, to a new uh, task. I- <laughs> Apparently, because you know, I'm not overcommitted enough as it is. I, I, You've I lost your mind. You. So I'm like, hey, no, we we can host that for you. And and then they say, oh, yeah, it's a Rails app. I'm like, wait, what? It's a Rails app? So I, I'm like, well, we got to convert this over to a PHP build system. So I have the, the current version of PHP Bridge, which is a fork of Rails Bridge, which is why it's a Rails app. Um, it's up on a web server. Uh, they need, they still need to update the DNS. I'm not sure why they're dragging their feet on this, but, uh, once they get their DNS up, updated, the new site will go live and it's there. And then what I shared with them is I'd really like to convert this over to a PHP build system. I was thinking Sculpting at the time. A few other people have suggested Jigsaw, which are, you know, some of these other static generated, uh, websites Sure. Through PHP scripts. Um, so I think, I think I'm going to be doing that over the next, uh, over the upcoming weeks. If anybody's interested in contributing to a project, uh, you know, I would love some help on that. And then, of course, the idea is to update the material and, and expand on the material a little bit. Did you well. offer to fix any cars too? So yeah, I committed to yet another thing. I do car repairs. Yeah. Oh, so, oh you got a leak in your roof. You, uh, need someone to take care of that? I don't know what is wrong with you. Uh, I mean, you're okay. I know what it is. Your girls are your girls are eighteen. Know. You're panicking. Nineteen. 19 you're panicking actually. that they're going to be leaving. Oh no! I'm 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 ready to kick them out. They're squatters at this point. I'm, I'm ready. For, they're walking a thin legal boundary me? right now. Then another thing for you, brother, and for all our listeners. I know I cross promote a lot. I know I talk about Larry Chat Live a lot. I like Larry Chat Live. I'm on that podcast as well. Uh, Tony Lee, who is an SD, a San Diego Laravel user group member, uh, joined us on Larry Chat last show, offered to put together an intro, um, to an intro trailer to the show. We updated his show with the intro, and it's actually on the intro and outro. So he put together this little trailer to the Lair Chat Live, which we're going to try to start putting on all future shows. It's pretty tight, man. You got to go check it out. I, I know you don't listen to other podcasts, Thomas, but you got you got to go to the YouTube channel because it's video, obviously. Go to the YouTube channel and look at the latest um, Lair Chat Live with Tony Lee. And it has a little intro video that he put together. It's only like six seconds long. It's very quick, but it's cool. I love that stuff. I love when people's like people are like, "Hey, you know what? I do this on the side. You want me to put this together for you?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's right, fantastic." I'll, I'll, I'll check out your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My good podcast, the one, the one you know people actually. T- we had it. We had. We've had over ten thousand views. Yeah, this now. one just has thirty one. What's significant? I don't know what we have on PHP. Ugly. I know what I, we, we I, I know what we have on PHP Ugly on YouTube. What's their total views? It's like what is it? Five. I don't think anybody watches. Yeah, I don't think anybody watches the video. Yeah. If anybody's interested, there's actually a PHP Ugly YouTube channel where we we videotape our podcast when we're recording, and the fun thing about it is we take breaks throughout the podcast. We the the final. The final podcast that goes out on iTunes and Google Play is an edited version of Weapons Here. So we have like conversation before we start the actual show. We have conversation after. So if you, if you're into that sort of thing, if it interests you at all, I don't know why it would, but you might want to go watch Culver. I, I wish I could think of some that were particularly funny, but you know, it's like people were walking in and out of the room behind us. I, I think maybe today you've seen my new kitten walking in and out of the, my office all night long. She's walking in and out, but it's fun. We have some additional material. We should just that's make it available for Patreons or something. <laughs> for Patreons, I tried to set up a Patreon. <laughs> it did not pan out. Oh man! Yeah, this should be an easy uh, record. 
recording. This should be easy editing. Should be you, right? just the two of us. All right, Thomas. Well, I think uh, I think we had a good show. We typically have good shows when John doesn't join us, but you know we don't let him know that. No, and he doesn't listen, so that's okay. We can talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, I think this is going to be it for episode 58 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep, Keep it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly. And a special thanks to our sponsor, Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then you want to reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Links and show notes from this episode of PHP Ugly can be found at www.phpugly.com. You can follow our hosts on Twitter. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Play Podcast, or SoundCloud. If you like what you hear, then please leave us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, keep it ugly.